You're listening to Leadership Powered by Common Sense with your host, Doug Thorpe. Here's Doug. Well, hello again, everyone. You're listening to another episode of Leadership Powered by Common Sense. I'm your cruise director, Doug Thorpe, and today we are going to dive into a subject that actually is a, a bit of a favorite of mine. It has to do with your mind game, the uh, frame of mind, the mindset you bring to the day. And if you want to be a successful leader in any walk of life, whether it's business, family, community, otherwise, it starts in your mind and, and how you think and what you do with those thoughts has a direct correlation with what you're going to accomplish and how you're going to show up for the people around you. Today, my guest is uh, is an MD. Her name is, uh, she's Dr. Tommy Mitchell. Tommy, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Doug. It is a bit of a custom here, Tommy, to ask my guests to share a little bit of their background and their journey that got them into the focus area that they're about today. So would you do that for us, please? Yeah, for sure. So I'm a board certified physician. I've been practicing for over a decade and very passionate serial entrepreneur who, like many go big, go home type A personalities, hit their wall during the pandemic. <laughs> I think that was what broke the camel's back. Um, also, in my personal life, I had a second second child at that time and I almost near-death experience. She almost died. So that with COVID in a very tough time, I think I said, okay, I need to pause. And I had to deal with my own self first because I think many of us go into these careers because we have personal touch points at least that's those of us who stick to it is because we have a personal connection to what we're doing and that personal connection is that of um, mental fitness mental health and burnout right um as a physician we are supposed to be you know men and women of steel you know we're supposed to grind for hours days on end with no rest and I did that for a very long time but it eventually bites you in the butt and at one point I thought I was depressed, but really it wasn't so much depression. It was, um, I had to deal with the way I viewed life, the way I thought others viewed me, which impacted the way I blew past any boundaries of sleep, rest, personal time, you know, putting your health first, especially when you're hemorrhaging out, which was a true story, part of my story. And really look at yourself as a person and then also look at my patients who perhaps weren't as resilient as me because I was, I'm tough. I'm a tough, you know, tough lady and it takes a lot to get me down and looking at them going through their challenges and like, okay, what is going on? People are using the word depression, mental health, stressors, when really it's due to pain, challenges, hurt, poor boundaries, and ultimately this thing like you mentioned, that six inches of real estate, mental fitness, our brain. Success is a mind game. And once we learn to leverage this, because most people are not lever leveraging it, they just, it's just working on its own. Like it's just working in the background. They're not actually actively harnessing this powerful thing called the brain. And once they realize that and walk into that amazing process of realizing that we are so much greater than what we think we are, amazing things start to happen. And so I use my medical background, which has been amazing. I'm, I'm thankful for it, but also use the truth of realizing that, you know, sometimes in life we get things wrong and that's okay. Now that I know how we 
you know, got to the point we are, what can I do? What impact can I make on my community and global community to really push for change, for change? So that's why I am here. That's who I am. And I'm really happy to be on your show, Doug. Well, I, I think this is going to be a good one. And, and you touched on a, a big topic that has been studied and talked about. And I inevitably get into it with all of my executive coaching clients. And that is the impact of the pandemic. Yes. I think I think it is very safe to say everybody on the planet that at least had awareness and information, albeit maybe not right, but information about what was going on, had to deal with some real basic challenges. The whole notion of, am I going to survive? You know, yes. what's my mortality? Yes. And if I do survive, do I want to do something different? Do I want yes. to be somebody different? Yes. And there's a lot of data that has been accumulated in terms of workforce impact and the bottom line is the unequivocal answer is absolutely yes. The workforce has changed because of that mindset change that was driven by the COVID experience. 100%. That pandemic changed me forever. Um, I often say in 2020, I found my perfect vision. Now, for those of you watching by video, I wear glasses or contacts. I still wear glasses and contacts. But what I'm saying is that I was able to see the truth and it changed me forever. And I realized I was not happy with the way I was doing life. I had to change because where I was was misery. <laughs> and you have to come to realize that you're miserable. This is not working. You're so much more than what you were doing. Life is so precious. What are you going to do with it? Because so many millions of people lost their lives and right. those who survive lives are forever changed right? right some have serious complications from covid so yeah 2020 that was a reckoning year for me i'm like okay i've hit rock bottom i can't go back to the world it was before the blinders are off i realize okay our system is one way you have to decide how you're going to respond right right and I made my choice and I and I continue to make that choice every single day. And I'm happier, healthier. I'm so thankful for that collective. It was a dramatic experience without a doubt, but I'm not going to stay in that feeling of it being trauma because I think I know you can go from trauma to triumph, right? Right. Well, when we were in the green room, we were talking a little bit about, we talked about many things that I hope we can get back into, but one of the things I think is, I'll start with the notion of, you know, I know the therapists want us to go back to our childhood and talk about experiences and ups and downs and fails and whatnots or anything you might feel like you were denied or yes. subjected to. But I think the piece that I want to start with is the idea of the path that people might have chosen, whether it's schooling or going directly into a trade when you became of age to, to take a job. Um, and and I think those that sort of launch pad sets some guide rails that become very limiting beliefs that some people spend the rest of their life operating within. And um, I, I think it's I, I 
I know someone whose father was a very successful attorney and his only choice was to go to school and go to law school. And he has practiced law in various forms his whole life. And guess what? At age 70, he hates it. He hates everything he's ever done. <laughs> and that's sad. It, it yes. is incredibly sad, but it's that I'll call it programming that we get in the the years that we're supposed to be learning a skill or a trade, and it starts to narrow those boundaries of what you're supposed to be in life. 100%. And I can relate to that. I jokingly but seriously say I was programmed to be a physician. You know, my father's a surgeon. So when you're growing up, you hear this is what you're going to do. And I did it. And I too had to question, why am I doing this profession? Right. But I realized I do love medicine. I do love caring for people. However, I need to get out the box. And that's why I added other things like coaching, speaking, writing. I've had to, you know, got to speak in front of amazing crowds. And um, I'm thankful for it. But you have to have courage. You have to look at yourself and be like, okay, who am I? You have to know who you are. What's your purpose? What's your passion? Because um, purpose ha brings happiness. And when you're happy, it gives you energy. People ask, how can you run three businesses? It's because I love them because they align with me, but you got to find out who you are. Right. Right. So why do you think it is there are those walking amongst us that can't ever cross that bridge? Yes. Mindset. So many people have a fixed mindset, and that's the majority. I'm sad to say, so far it's the majority. They feel like, this is how I am, this is how I'm going to be, and they're scared. They're scared of other people's opinions. They're scared of quote-unquote failure. Well, failure is feedback, and you can fail forward over and over again. I failed forward over and over again, and I've learned how to gracefully get up, and it's part of my story, and no one can take, take it from me, right? It's fear. Um, it's getting out of the comfort zone. It's a mentality of, some people believe that they should just manifest what they want and they should just arrive like law of attraction. Like they, that's only part of it. Yeah. Manifestation is good, but there's work you have to do. And it, it's a, it's a different way of shifting your paradigm. You have to shift. You have to find people who can encourage you, mentor you, coach you to move forward, especially something you've never done before especially if you're used to following a script. One thing that comes to my mind is um, I, I think there's an element that is possibly experiential until you experience stepping into that danger zone or that unknown and leaving your comfort zone and yes. finding a degree of, of reward and success for doing it until you've been able to experience the the success of doing that and one example i i reflect on when i went through basic training in the military one of the primary objectives of basic training was not so much to show you the technical parts of what all the weapons were and what all the tactics were, but it was to have you individually experience taking your mind and body to a new level. Yes. You know, doing things that if you, if you looked at a 60 foot cliff, you would say, I can't climb that cliff. Well, yeah, you can. Yes. And and yes, there's a little bit of teaching and training about technique to help you get there. But 
all that all of that kind of coaching in the world won't help you until you're the guy on the face of the wall you know climbing up and when once you do it you realize dang man i'm 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 a new deal you know this is all right yeah you have to take action you have to take massive action and persist Right. And and to your point there, yes, being realistic, there is a chance that effort's going to fail. Of course. But you have to not let that failure be the terminal event and say in your mind, see, I knew I couldn't do it. I'm never going to do it again. I'm done. Well, exactly. You know, in my career, I've failed things, quote unquote. But in that quote unquote failure, I've learned and pushed forward. And if I had quit, I wouldn't have saved the lives I've, I've had the privilege and honor of saving to date, right? Like I think about it, it was hard. There were challenges, um, but it pushed through. And you look back and you connect the dots backward. And you're like, this was worth it. Because of this, I was forced to go read this or learn this or go through this experience. And that experience helped me help others or helped me save my child's life, right? Right. So, yes, embrace, quote unquote, failure. Failure is an option. You just have to get up. Right? You so, have to get up. Absolutely. Absolutely. So where do you think a person who might be able to look in the mirror and acknowledge they're, they're stuck or they're maybe they're feeling that depression that you talked about, what is the first step of, of climbing out of that and, and moving forward with a new new view, a new mindset? Definitely. So acknowledging that there's a, a concern and this is going to be the challenging part is access. Not just accessing the services, but finding somebody who's in line with, let's not just talk about our problems. Let's actually have steps with accountability where you're doing things to get out of it. Right. Instead of being in that victim mindset, which is unfortunately a lot of talk therapy. So that's the challenge. The good thing is there are amazing resources online with the with social media, with technology. You, It's a lot easier to sift through that. But the goal is to find somebody who gets it, who understands, who's thinking outside the box of traditional mental health. Oh, you have sad. You're sad. You're crying. Here's a pill. No. Okay. It's so much more than that. So access, once you're there, connect, be consistent, have accountability, do the work. And it's a rinse and repeat. It's like mental fitness, the same thing as physical fitness. Just because I, you know, I went to the gym last week or a month ago, doesn't mean I don't need to go to the gym today. It's a daily choice. Right. Right. Daily choice of taking that action. And yeah, uh, we, we had talked about that in the green room as well, that there's a, um, you know, it's that action step. And this is one of those places that athletic metaphors apply. You know, when a, when an athlete, whatever sport they might be in, uh, turns their attention to their coach, the coach is going to find things that will help them refine and improve their ability. And it takes practice. You have yes. to, when the coach says, move your foot like this, well, you got to practice that because if your current 
muscle memory is not there, you you have to practice, practice, practice until yeah. it becomes natural. And, and then you can move on to the next thing. Yeah, same thing in our minds, right? If your your mind is used to going to that default pathway of negativity, the thrival, you know, the survival brain, just like you know, when's the you know the poop gonna hit the fan? That's your default. To get to the more creative, laser focused, like I got this, it takes practice. You keep on going down that neural pathway until it becomes autonomic. Like it's it's just a reflex. You don't even have to think about it. The same thing, that muscle memory, that neural memory, that neuroplasticity, we can change. And that's, you know, it's a perfect analogy. And you have to watch those playbacks, right? And watch yourself study the, like you said, the pivot, the move, the way you move your foot, the way you angled your body. You have to study and practice and practice and practice and practice until you just do it without thinking. Right, right. It, uh, it is such a challenge and, and a big part of when those of us that are practicing and, and delivering executive coaching, leadership development and such, it ultimately is about behavior change, helping yes. people see better ways to influence those around them, better ways to think about the work that they're doing or the direction or maybe even the vision that they have. Um, I know I've experienced pretty much the full gamut of, of possibility on, on what I might run into with someone in a position of authority. It, it It's always interesting to me to start with that very basic, well, let's set the vision of where we want to go and yes. you know, what what is the next iteration of yourself that you would like to achieve? Yes. I like that. Creating that blueprint, that plan, having clarity. It's like you're going on a road trip. You need to know where you're going. You just get in the car and drive. No, you have to have an idea of where you're going, right? You might right. not know all the fine details, but you know what the outcome should look like and work through it. All right. That's really had, important in leadership. I had an interview I, I did recently that the guest was saying he, he considers this like using your GPS and he said he has found himself when he gets in his car and heads out on a journey to a destination that he knows well, he's been there a hundred times, he still may activate the GPS because what experience tells him there may in fact be a roadblock or yes. construction or a detour that is not in the normal route of going and he wants to know about that and not be surprised by it. And so I, I like that analogy of hanging on to your GPS. And as he was describing it, I said, oh, my God, I just did the same thing last week. I do the same thing, too. I took a trip to someplace I've been 100 times, and but I, I turned on the, the GPS to check road conditions. And sure enough, you know. There were some things to consider and we did and it was fine you know and it, yeah and it's amazing how our gps's have improved like i remember back in the day driving across like northeast new york to think it was to georgia with a map quest map oh yeah right like so oh, yeah. we got no excuses our gps is a high tech like why <laughs> have amazing tools how I survived on a Thanksgiving, post-Thanksgiving, I don't know. It took 22 hours. It shouldn't have taken that long to drive. But, um, yeah, <laughs> having that guide, it's not, it's not, 
it's nothing we should be ashamed of. Some people think that, oh, if you use a map, it's a crutch. No, it's not a crutch. It's wise it's wisdom. So let's shift gears a little bit because you are not only a practicing physician, but you you did allude to a couple of other businesses. Correct. If you don't mind, tell us a little bit about your journey there to get those started and and put together and yeah. You know, what, what what were some of the challenges and experiences going through that? Definitely. So my businesses really blend together, and that's one. I think it's a really good idea to have businesses where you have shared knowledge. So it's not like, you know, road construction, then beautician, then something else. Like it, my businesses evolved. So practicing physician um, built, ran a medical center with multiple services within the building. And then I said, okay, life is changing. I need something that will work with my lifestyle. I got it. I built a business of medical aesthetics. So like skincare, you know, treatments, et cetera, et cetera, help people feel good from the inside out. And then that was great. I loved it. My clients loved it. Change in need. I felt like I needed to go more in, inside. And that was the coaching, speaking, writing, blogging, involved to book writing. So three businesses, um, medical practice, medical aesthetics, coaching, consulting, writing, speaking but still all harnessing, leveraging the medical experience um, and all the trainings I've taken to date. I'm a lifelong learner and I'm sure you are too. I love to learn, I love to geek out. It's exciting. Right. right. Well, I, I've had the good fortune of meeting and interviewing several medical practitioners, uh, a couple of dentists, a neurosurgeon, um, what else, what else? There have been others, but it is interesting how those individuals who are incredibly highly trained in very specialized skills have gotten the entrepreneur bug and, and they, they, several of them ha had a common theme. They started their practice with the focus on, I, I'm going to deliver the medical skill and ability that I've got. But yes. then they realized quickly, well, if I'm going to run a good clinic, I need a team, I need a yeah. staff, I need a front desk, I need a ma office manager, I need a yeah. billing person, I need some mm -hmm. support techs. And all of a sudden now you're you're running a real business. Oh that, yeah, multiple employees. That has all of that going on. And the, the individuals I'm talking about that have been on the show have actually all kind of in their own way professed. They found a lot more motivation in figuring out how to do that effectively and, and work on building the culture of the office and scaling and growing to the point that maybe it wasn't them delivering the medical service anymore. They were kind of okay with that, but they could see the practice growing otherwise and, you know, bringing in other technicians and doctors and yes. licensed people to, to help deliver and, and keep it all centered on a vision and a, a, a sense of purpose and vision for how that practice needed to be. And now several of them are teaching other doctors how to do that. <laughs> yes, it's amazing the progression. But, you know, as a leader, you're the thermostat. You set the temperature. So it's really important that we, we check ourselves, right? right. So we can um, really be effective and work 
by the time you get to the, you know, that point where you have other people working for you and you're growing and training, you really have to work above your building, your business, sorry. Yeah, there's times you're in the trenches, but that's few. You really have to have that insight. Um, you have to be able to plan ahead because times change. Um, many things change. So it's, it is quite amazing, but it's, I love meeting with fellow physicians, especially in the healthcare field, because that's what I've done for, I think, 15 years now. And seeing that progression, but we're a unique group of people because that's not typical for physicians to grow right. and be right. entrepreneurs. Doctors right. are known to be often the worst business people <laughs> for various reasons. But yeah, right. Really right. No, you're absolutely right. That's not typical at all. And it, it does represent the, the rare few that have seized on the opportunity and moved yes. forward with it and gotten into other things. Um, Tommy, let me, let me ask you, as you're um, looking at all of this, what's next for you? Yeah. So there's a book coming out, kind of it, the perfectionist part of me took, held on to it, but also it was like life was changing. So it was kind of autobiographical, but um it tells my story. It's it's a long title. It's one thing I'll do for my next book, shorten the title. It's called The Soul Sucking, Energy Draining Life of a Physician, How to Live a Life of Service Without Losing Yourselves. And that journey took me through a number of years. And at the end, I found peace and was able to come to terms with the new version of me, the BC, before COVID, BC, before children, you know, like to now, right? Life has changed profoundly and I'm thankful for it. Um, other things really just growing and scaling the coaching business and just sharing the message of mental fitness for all and knowing that we are more powerful than we realize and we're not victims, we're victors. It's just a choice, right? Right. I started humble beginnings. I didn't, my parents weren't rich when we were growing up. Um, I could have said, well, you know, this, that, this, this against me, but I let go of those limiting beliefs and chose to say, okay, I'm going to do this. Right. And each and every one of us can let go of those limiting beliefs that hold us down and push forward because the world needs us. The world needs people who are progressive, people who have hope. So right. That's what we're, that's no. Next. I I agree totally, and and I I think that's a good segue to say to those who might be listening today that are in a particular place, uh, as a for instance, there just happens to be a, a good number in my audience because we do talk about leadership and and business topics. There are those that are in the corporate rat race right now, and they're going home every day saying, I wish I owned my own business. Well, guess what? Now is a great time to do that. Yes. And you might be really surprised at what those opportunities may be. We're in a kind of a perfect storm right now. There, depending on who you talk to, there's an estimated six to seven trillion dollars of wealth Transfer. in the baby boomer generation who have built private businesses and they're ready to cash out and move on with their lives. Yeah. And those are 
active, prosperous businesses that have been in many, many cases, pillars of their community, but they're available and you'll be pleasantly surprised at what little it takes to finance the purchase of one of those businesses. So if you're that corporate guy frustrated wanting to make a shift, you don't have to worry about creating the next Amazon or the next Uber and have that great blinding flash idea. You can start thinking about things like, where would I really want to live if I did buy something and perhaps even moved? Where would that be? Where could I go? What's available in that market that I could grab onto and take over? And those are amazing opportunities that I, in another part of my business, I deal with that daily. I, I've, I've got a growing list of success stories of people that have done just that. We call it entrepreneurship by acquisition. And mm -hmm. it's, a, it's an amazing exactly. opportunity that's out there. So again, limiting belief. If you think the only way to have your own business is to come up with some blinding flash wow. idea, you, that's not true either. If you, if you do have a great idea, fine, good, good for you, go for it. But I'm saying you can make that lifestyle change with a different approach and there are many options available. So I want to just hang that out there as a public service announcement to yes. those who might be thinking that way. Thank you so much. Well, Tommy, how is the best way for people to get a hold of you if they're wanting to know you better and learn more about your work? For sure. So my website, Holistic Wellness Strategies, the holistic was with, was with an H, wellness, and then two S's and strategies with an S and the end, lots of S's, dot com. Or Google me, Dr. Tommy Mitchell. But Holistic Wellness Strategies is the gateway to my community and learning more about the services I offer. Well, great. And as always, folks, we'll have that great information in the show notes uh, right below the listing that you clicked on. But one last time, Tommy, thanks for joining us. It's been a pleasure meeting you and talking through your journey. Thank you so much, Doug. Well, folks, with that, we're going to wrap this up, bring it to an end. I do like to remind people, if you're listening on your favorite streaming service, we do have a video version of this over on YouTube, channel by the same name, Leadership Powered by Common Sense. Hop over there, take a look at the archive, and leave us a comment if you've got an idea for another show or a guest, or if you think you want to be a guest, let me know. Be happy to talk with you, and we'll see what we can put together. So with that, we're going to sign off, say goodbye. Go out there, make it a great day. You've been listening to Leadership Powered by Common Sense, hosted by Doug Thorpe. If you would like to know more about the coaching and advisory services he provides, visit DougThorpe.com.